bird sang his song to me There was a message in his melody Sweetest lyrics that I ever heard There's a message in the songs of birds Tomorrow is another day Living is the only way Tomorrow's gonna ever come Listen to the words of the song Everything gonna be Everything is gonna be Greetings and welcome to A Sip of Inspiration. I'm Stephanie Wilson-Coleman, your host for today's podcast, and joining me is Sam Mitchell. So I'm going to go through a little bit of housekeeping, and then I will introduce Sam. So as we get started, if you're watching this live, thank you for tuning in to either the YouTube channel or my actual Facebook page. If you're watching it later, you'll see it on any place you get your podcast. As you know, uh, the website is champagneconnection.com where you can go there and see some of the past episodes as well as to buy some share merchandise. So I need to thank my sponsor too, which is Rise. It's uh, Their slogan is when you need a supply company to rise to your needs, you need to contact Resource Industrial Supply and Equipment. They've sponsored just about every episode and we're really grateful for having them as a part of our family. So joining me is Sam Mitchell. So Sam Mitchell has his own successful podcast. The name of that podcast is Aut Autism Rocks and Rolls. And I wanted you to know that he does rock and roll. He's going to tell us a little bit about an award he just found out about that I'm excited about. And we'll go through a lot of questions that I would like to just share. So it's a conversation. You guys know how we do it on this of inspiration. So it's a conversation. I do have my phone for those of you who like to text me personally with questions so that I'll be able to uh, see those and then I'll check social media periodically. So hi, Sam. How are you doing today? Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you're welcome. And you're actually... Uh, he actually made time out in his schedule to talk to me today because he's literally in in at college now, a study and broadcast, right? Yep. That is so cool. It's like so. I know you have been diagnosed with autism yourself, so we want to talk a little bit about that and then how you were able to actually go from that diagnosis to where you are now because you've accomplished an incredible amount of stuff. You have just been my hero too. So uh thank you for that. Um so the diagnosis began at four years old. I was diagnosed like you said at four and I don't remember much from it. I kind of tend to shed it out because it just wasn't pretty. That being said though, I can't remember I didn't like loud noises and I didn't like um well there's something else I didn't like oh the fireworks. There was something else. I hated fireworks with a passion. Now I love it though, go figure. However, though, that really changed, and I my child was very difficult. I got bullied, dealt with all the fun stereotypes you can imagine. But it really changed after I joined my high school's media club, where I fell in love with it so much that I began my own podcast, and that was when, excuse me, Autism Rocks and Rolls was born. So you have over, you have like 15,000 downloads. That's impressive. So how did you do that? And who are some of the people you've been able to interview? 
Well, so my biggest guess I've had are Dr. Temple Grandin to this day. I've had seven professional wrestlers. Mick Foley was one of them. Mankind. Some of you may know him as him. Cactus Jack. Dude Love. RVD. Al Snow. And who else? Kane. The uh, guy who would shoot fire. <laughs> except not literally. He didn't pull on a gun with fire. Except it's kind of cool when he threw his hands down. Fire would shoot out of the ring. It was pretty cool. Oh, that was. That was cool. So, and at eight years old, I was scared of them, which is very funny. Because <laughs> the wrestlers are at eight years old. I didn't know wrestlers were characters, so I thought Kane, Kane was Kane in real life. Okay, like abducting people, setting people on fire, but it, it wasn't clearly. I mean, he's now a mayor, so he's clearly ain't going to set anyone on fire. And at eight years old, I think. Most of us probably thought that that was real too. So, so that's fantastic. So, you have also uh, you've introduced someone else. I mean, you've interviewed someone else who was actually diagnosed as autis autistic and had Tourette's sy syndrome. How yes. was that? Who was that? So James Durbin. If you guys are American Idol fans, that's the guy she or that's the guy she is referring to. But he's one, he was fourth runner-up in the 2011 American Idol season. And like you say, he had autism, but Tourette's as well. So his really Tourette's didn't show. I think it was more of the autism that showed, but mm -hmm. he's definitely a rock star. And some of his music is really cool. He's had a lot of success since his appearance on American Idol. I know during American Idol, he performed for Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. But now he's got two really cool songs that are out and starting selling out. I don't know if he's toured yet, but he's definitely done something for himself. So you have a busy day then. you I mean, you're doing your podcast and you're doing your podcast big and you'll have to tell us about the award. And you're in college. Correct. I am in college studying broadcasting because I want to start the broadcast career early. So that was another reason why I started was I could get my feet wet a little bit mm -hmm. and the funny thing was at first it was meant to be a hobby but little did i know it started growing with sponsors a board of nine speaking engagements i've spoken in oklahoma orlando three times canada stewart florida washington dc and as you stated now winning awards i won some what award one awards have i won besides this one currently i know i've won others I think I won. Da, da, da. I think I, I was nominated for the top 10 people's podcast choice award. There was one for you. And then I placed second in the state of Indiana for a JAG business project, which means like you had to promote your business. Mm -hmm. And they liked it so much that they put me in second place. And you've done a TED talk too, right? Correct. It's called Soul Structure. It's kind of a more emphasis on one of my episodes. So one thing I like to do on my podcast is also compare certain hobbies of mine to autism. So I've compared pinball to autism, Scooby-Doo to autism out of everything in this world, Red Dead Redemption, which is a Western video game to autism. And my recent one's another E or entertainment or a comparison, which is as a child was really interested in the game shows. Mm -hmm. So because of that interest, I thought, Let's go into it, see if we can do it. And it worked. So you've been able to accomplish a lot more than most regular people. You know this though, right? 
I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> so when you approach an event or idea of something that you want to accomplish, how do you do that? What does that process look like for you? My process really, it, it approaches like, okay, we get the ideas. I mean, I did another talk a while recently back on, that, on international podcast. They had a plan events with your podcast to spread the mission more. Mm -hmm. So part of this was finding a venue. I think every event has to have a venue regardless of what it is. And in my opinion, one way to get people there because America's obese and we love food. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> what it basically is. We love food. Right. Yes, we do. We love food. <laughs> so let's kind of use that to our advantage. Okay. <laughs> so when you start your, so uh, do you reach out to find the people to interview or do they contact you? Iffy, iffy. Okay. It, it, it's it's a mix. So it depends on who we're talking about. So the big names like Mick, the wrestlers, that was all me. Okay. I reached out to the publicist and just straight up, you know, asked, sound convincing. They were interested. Okay. But some have reached out to me through connections. So a while back ago, I had another guest named Richard Kaufman. Now, Richard had a boy on the spectrum, which I didn't know until recently, but he had a story. He was a war veteran who kind of was, as they would say, not the best veteran. I think he was more of the veteran who was on the couch. And he would he had PTSD, he was blind, and he is blind still, and battled homelessness. So because of that, he found me interesting and loved my story. So I was on his podcast. So eventually I figured I better return the favor. Mm -hmm. So because of me returning the favor, that led to him coming on the show. Okay. So that's pretty good. Now we were just having a technical conversation before we started about, <laughs> I use StreamYard, he uses Zoom. So, so he's, re you're really well equipped when it comes to doing these podcasts. Uh, I know you've had 15,000 downloads about how many podcasts have you done so far? Uh, you know, that's an excellent question. I think Mm, maybe over 90. I'm not 100% certain on that one. But I know I've had um, 60 episodes in a season. So I completed one season, right? Okay. And now I'm on 248. Yes, 248. Okay. So the, those 60, there are six episodes in the season. You'll have to do the math on that one because okay. I have no idea. I'm not <laughs> a math person, as you can tell. I'm a very wordy English nerd dude. Most people aren't math people, so don't feel bad about that. So. And a lot of us aren't English, aren't English nerds either, so you're doing really well. So um, if you want some additional information, his website is autismrocksandrolls.com. So I wanted to be sure to mention that so you guys can go ahead and take a look at all of the good work and the good things that he has done. So you, though, are in the top 200 podcast in all of Canada? Correct. And I did not know about that until a while back ago, too. I, my mom showed me, he's like, hey, you're on the Top 200 Podcast of Canada. Really? And I show, showed me, and it was true. It was definitely accurate. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's how I heard about that one. <laughs> cool. So how are you finding the mixture of being a podcast star 
and having autism and being in college too. How is that working? Oh, there it is. I don't even know how I manage it sometimes. But in all seriousness, because I like it so much, I'm going to continue to do it. Okay. Because I like going to the broadcasting okay. building in my college, I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. So it's really just out of the motivation and out of the hobbiness because that's what my professor said almost. I can't believe I'm going to steal from him, but what the heck. He says basically in the broadcasting studio, you get to play. You kind of do because you're not on a paper. You're not, you know, solving math problems. And I have to retake math next semester. <laughs> but um, be so we don't have to, but it's not all paper. I'm like, okay, where's this? No, it's like, you know, fiddling around. You know, trying to maybe see if you can put fire over this guy's head. Clearly not in real life, but as a special effect. Mm -hmm. so, so that's what, what I mean when I say you get to play all day. Okay. So what was your very first podcast? And what made you decide to do that? So huh, <laughs> the very first podcast I ever did through Autism Rocks and Rolls was just a proper introduction of myself. Okay. It was just an introduction of, hey, I'm Sam Mitchell. This is what I like. Here's my story. Have a nice day. Now, the first podcast ever, I did a podcast a while back ago, too, with my school called Thundercast. And that was where all of the peers were. There was some peers there. So we helped it out. It was a school's podcast that mm -hmm. me and four other people ran. So my first one was actually my mother, who I interviewed again on Autism Rocks Rolls from a mother's perspective with autism, this one was about her teaching style because she's a teacher. And the school's podcast likes to have some teachers on there. Okay. So do you find your mother's teaching style to be because she has you as a son with autism different from the teachers that you have had to deal with who didn't have experience firsthand with autism? Yeah, pro probably. But there are some teachers that are really good too. I mean, I think in general, my school had the best with special education. Mm -hmm. I'm clearly biased because I went there. And our school has a, some certain problems. Probably I won't get into that because it's kind of personal and it doesn't need to be mentioned. Right. But every school does too. They, I mean, it has its own reputation and each school you go to, there's going to be an issue. But if you're a special ed student, I recommend going to my school because you will not have a bad day. You might scratch that because you might have a bad day as a student because we all have bad days. But as far as your academics, you won't have a bad day. You might have a bad day socially or a bad day with the teacher because it just wasn't getting along. But as far as like academics mm -hmm. in the math program or the English program, you'll you'll be fine. Cool. So what is your social life like? I can't imagine you have any time, but what is your social life? Well, uh, I take it with a grain of salt every day because I didn't have it 15 years ago. I went from also getting jabbed in the back with pencils to now having, let's count, over 10 friends. Oh, cool. I, if if I counted correctly, at least five I can, I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, see, I need to hang out with you to find out how to make friends. I got about three. <laughs> but then again, sometimes I'm too gullible. So I bet half those people aren't really, but they act like it. So if I don't think they're all, I'll ask them about it. 
So what what's your favorite thing to do when you're not working or doing your hobbies? Because I know you're really busy. Yeah, I know. I, I figured that. Hobbies <laughs> is um, music therapy. So um, basically what I like to do because I'm on campus a lot is I like to literally walk around campus, put on these headphones, which I cannot find. Oh, they're on my bed. I'm not, I'm not really there. Um, put the headphones on. And then I will basically walk around campus listening to rock and roll music and trying to find new music as well if I have the time to do that. So with rock and roll, do you like the old rock and roll or the new Oh, rock? yeah, old rock and roll, ACDC. <laughs> I mean, but then there's some new ones. Like, I love Nickelback. I mean, that was probably oh, God, a like, starter, like yep. as you would call it. That was probably my first rock and roll tune that I heard. I was like, okay, yep, you guys are cool. So those two are probably a tie, but then I like old Elvis. I mean, can't go wrong with Elvis. The new Disturbed. I mean, you can't go wrong with Disturbed, in my opinion. But then your classic bands, too, that have been around, I think, for centuries. So Metallica, Motley Crue, yep. Papa Roach, okay, Nirvana. Yeah. So you listen to a variety of them. So how do you handle like homework? In college, they give you a lot usually. At least they well, give you a lot. They so do, but the thing, the thankful part I'm dealing with right now is um, I'm more of a I don't like homework because I'm more of a project based type of guy mm -hmm. who likes to work on something, hold off, and the next day. Okay. Did I say that? So, math, for example, you always have to have math homework, apparently. Hate <laughs> it. Because my in my brain, I'm like, all right, let's do a worksheet in class. All right, let's review for the test the next day, and let's take the test. Or if we don't get it, let's review until we get it, and then take a test. Let's not have to practice on our own. Okay. Or if we are practicing our own, you be quiet during class. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so math was one of my favorites, but... We did. You, you have fun with that. Yeah. I, okay. I, I have a lot of fun with math, so I'm having enough fun for you too. So don't you worry about it. Okay. So we. My my one of my LRC it. teachers, Learning Resource Centers, uh -huh. basically a room where you could go and get help with homework. She loved math. And I was like, "You're the reason why I'm passing math right now, darling." <laughs> Good. So. So, outside of listening to music and interviewing tons of people and getting awards and working in broadcast. What's some of your other favorite things to do? Well, I'm a big guy. I like to go out to wheat. Wheat. I like a guy to go out to weed. I mean, wheat. Wow. I can't speak today. My bad on that. I'm going to like to go out to eat. Eat. There. <laughs> there we go. I couldn't get the words out today. I just, before I got um, on here, I just actually went back from um, walking to um, Buffalo Wild Wings. Some big chicken okay. wing guy. So love, you know, wings. Probably spicy, hot, hotter the better, dear. Okay. Um, so definitely like the, the junk food that college kids love, pizza and all that. But I still love it, even though I'm not in college. <laughs> so. So what has there been a big difference between how people have reacted uh, when they interact with you from high school to in this program that you're in now? Yeah. High school, it was more, here's the problem. High school, they'll judge you to your face. I mean, 
I, I, I mean, I'll give you props. You got testicles at least, but I don't have to get, I don't have to be worried. I don't have to get, I don't, but I can't speak. I don't have to be, I don't have to worry about someone texting me. You're dumb ASF. Cause oh. I got called that once upon a time. Now, thankfully I was at a point where I was very self-confident enough to the point that I brushed it off. Mm-hmm. However, if you would have called, told me that back in 2015, I probably would have been in the bedroom crying. So how do you handle those types of messages? We'll just, yeah, let's call it that. I just don't deal with it. I I don't have time for it. Now, if you make it to a big deal, then we're going to handle it. Then we'll handle it. Okay. I'm not a guy who does, who doesn't like to, you know, fight or doesn't like controversy. And probably it's probably my fault, but I'll tell you how it is. I mean, I'm not afraid to tell you to stay away from me. And if you get closer, you're going to get a warning. And then I'm calling the cops. Okay. Or we're going to have proper authorities. Now, if the authorities don't do anything, then yeah, I'm going to get involved. And it's not a good idea to mess with me due to the fact that I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. All right. So you probably, if you choose to, will not survive. I'm not saying that to sound threatening. I'm not trying to say that to sound offensive or intimidate people. It's just the facts. How long did it take you to to get your black belt? It took about five years. Five years, probably. What was your motivation for getting it? Oh, the fact that I got WWE Network afterwards. No, I'm kidding. In all seriousness, <laughs> uh, it was actually the fact that I feel like I could accomplish something. The fact that it took five years to get there, it wasn't you know, hand in here you go. Oh no, it's not easy. <laughs> and plus it gave me something to do. I'm always been a guy who likes to keep productivity on. So today it was definitely not as productive as I would love it to be. But because of having Taekwondo, it made me very productive to where after school I was doing more. I wasn't going to my home and playing video games. No, I was going home and then going to wrap a belt around my waist to go kick a bag. Okay. So do you still get in and practice your skills? Uh, not, a, not a lot, but <laughs> I got a friend who's taking it right now. And we got a, we got a running bet that says one day I'm going to tackle her. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be fun. That's really interesting. I've always wanted to do do that, but I just never did. So does it help you in your confidence for everything else too? Because you're really a sweet, nice, got a great, great laughter and a fantastic sense of humor. It's like, who could not love you? It's like, it's great. Because people eventually see the fact that, oh, he's got anger issues. Oh, he might pop your bubble if you talk about the, the right thing. So I've also had the tendency to not as bad as other people or I'm not as bad as those on the spectrum to pop the bubble. So right now we're talking about Taekwondo next make me, Oh, Hey, pepperoni pizza is really good. Uh, where did that come from? And that scares them off. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just to change the subject as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, why does that need to scare you off? Right. There's a lot of other things. That could scare you off. Scare you off right now. I mean, me having a gun should be the thing scaring you off, not 
you know, me changing the topic. Right. So when when you do those things and people get a little afraid, what do they say? I mean, what happens? It's not really the say, it's what they do. I mean, I've had people take steps back before. I've had females run from me because of knowing that I'll probably do that. I've had what else I've had. I've had I've had people say, leave me alone. Oh, wow. Why don't they just say, oh, we're changing the subject. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so um, how long is your, how much longer do you have in the broadcast program? And what can we uh, expect my, to see from you after that? This is my first year and, it's, and I'm on my first semester. So I'm okay. currently in a starting program, but hopefully I have another semester and then another full school year and I should be good to go. Okay. And then time for a job. Oh, okay. Time for a job now. <laughs> that sounds like your mother says, Ned, it's going to be time for a job. That's right. No, I'm just being real. Again, it's where the real world starts. I'm already <laughs> in the real world, but I'll be more into it once I get out of here. So what kind of job would you like to have? If you couldn't have any job, what, what would that job be? DJ, I mean, ra radio DJ. I mean, something with the broadcasting and wrestling. They always have these cool people on the sidelines who commentating about how the match is going like, Oh my, what a belly to back suplex. <laughs> and I've done that actually several times through guys who I was in, who I impressed with their knowledge of pro wrestling. I was so knowledgeable about it. They're like, Hey, you want to commentate with us? Uh, sure. And I'm like, okay, let's go do this. And then since then we've hit it off and I've definitely here and there, I've gone back to commentate with them. That's fantastic. If there were one thing that you could change about your life, what would it be? Not that really I would change. It's just that what I wish what would have happened at points probably in 15 years, maybe when I was 15, is I didn't have to be so scared of socializing because at 15, I couldn't do this. It'd be like, what are people going to say? Am I going to get a you're dumb ASF? Am I going to get a threat? I mean, it was that terrifying of what the other person would say. Because of dealing with it at school, I'm not dealing with it in public. Nah. Right. Then after, again, once I learned what are, that's the key of life, and this is my life advice in general, don't care what others think of you. I mean, it's worked for me since, they, since I learned that. Now, has it caused some issues slash problems with the family. Yeah. We, I, it's probably got my way. I probably got a little more defensive with them sometimes due to having that mindset, mm -hmm. but it's made me happier and I had to do it or there would not be me in this from this tell from this screen in a college dorm right now. I had to, I had, I had to pay the price or pay the piper, but I'm paying for it, but I paid it. I always say that uh, what someone else thinks of you is none of your business. You just can't be bothered. With the what weird part is, though, even though I don't, it's this is strange and it's almost comical. Even though I don't care, I like to know. And it, it's out of curiosity. Okay. 
if that makes any sense. So mm -hmm. it's it's me saying, what do you think of me? Like, what what do you like? What do you not like? Now, if it's just you're just plain stupid, whatever. That's a you problem. But it's like, okay, you know, I like this about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could rock on, work on, work on, work on, yada, 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 yada. That's constructive criticism. I can take I, that. Now, at 15, nah, I couldn't take that. But now I can take it. Because I know I have flaws in me. You want flaws? I got anger issues. I'll admit it. I'm not afraid to hide that. Another issue is at points I can be very pesky or just like annoying at points. <laughs> and I have real bad anxiety. So it kind of leads me to being pesky. Which like, hey, can you do this for me? 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 And so I guess I'm like trying to annoy you, just I'm so anxious it won't get done. Okay. And you do have the right to say, hey, hold up a second. I need one or two things at a time. Because <laughs> people barking orders at you can actually. Right. Yeah. And I'm not trying to, and the, but that's not the goal. I mean, the goal is not to be like, get that done now. It's not like to bark. It's because I'm so nervous they won't get it done. Okay. That I feel like I have to bark because of my, it's like, please get done. And it gets so bad to the point where I'll take matters in my own hands. So it's actually, it happened today. A lady was trying to figure out the dates for a certain retreat. And my mother, I love her to death, but she, she knows this is true. And I, I have to make fun of her for this. She just liked to keep her phone on her. So half the time I call her, I was like, hello, this is Gina Mitchell, not available right now. Leave a message at the beat. And I'm like, really? So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm taking, screw this. I'm taking matters in my own hands. And I did. I literally hopped on the Zoom link she sent to one up to the, my mother, because we both share the same email. Hopped on it. Hey, what are the dates again? All right, thanks. Have a good day. Okay, mom, I handled it. <laughs> That's how bad it can get, though, if you see my drift. I know, but, you know, a lot of parents are saying, why does my kids keep calling me? <laughs> why are they looking for me? Now, a lot of parents are saying that now. It's like, I used to say that with my son. It's like, what does he want? It's like, so that's really funny. It's really kind of nice, too, to have you, have you calling your mother and checking on your mom and checking yeah, up. I definitely sure. got that. Now I had a, I had a call her up at the one point. She was kind of getting a little up. She was a little she was hovering a little bit. She'll admit it too. But I find but now we got to the point where it's reasonable. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. that, that's what I was trying to get across is I didn't I didn't want to like rip away her checking on me. That'd be a, the worst thing I think a son could do. But I wanted her to like you know I'm I'm in college now. I'm an adult. Let me have my individuality, please. <laughs> I, I don't know sometimes parents parents individuality no i i'll tell you what that is <laughs> but we gotta, we, gotta like learn. we can't be you know we might come home but we can't live at home 24 7 um if now if it's now there might be some special circumstances i have a friend who's living at home right now due to some circumstances and probably will permanently due to some circumstances that being said, though, I think you should have, still have some individuality, right. even though he lives at home. Right. Now, and what that might be, though, I don't know. Maybe it's taking the trash out every day. 
Yeah, and, and parents and mothers especially are trying to give you some. We're trying to give you some room, but sometimes, uh, sometimes that just doesn't that just doesn't work. So, ten years from now, where would you like to be? Ten years from now, what I would like is, I mean, to a point where, because for my the past school semesters, I never been able to feel like I've had my ducks in a row. I've always been stressed about something, whether that's been the academic life whether that's been the podcast life, clearly, whether that's been the social life or, you know, the chores life, clearly, let's call it that. I want a day where I can wake up like, okay, so I can walk smooth, I can walk tall and be like, all right, I know I've got to do some homework today. It might be a lot, but I know I can do it, and it's just a matter of time of doing it. Then that's what it is right there. It's just a matter of time. I don't have to worry about anything because right now I'm alive. I made friends. But I'm still worried about losing them. That being said, though, I want a point where I don't have to worry about anything where my life's in a row. I mean, you see it all the time with families. I mean, or individuals who are husband and wife, they got a job, they got they're getting paid, they got a family who loves them unconditionally, and they got I want to call it toys, like adult toys, like that might be a motorcycle mm -hmm. or something like that. But they got their life in a, in a row. Mm -hmm. I don't have that yet. That's what I'm hoping I have. Because I, the next day I'm always stressing about something. Whether it's social, academics, the fact am I ever going to get a job. That's what I want, though. Everything to be just, you know, in a straight line. Yes, we all would like it to be a straight line. Right. Or, and I get, as adults, we still... Right. The line goes curvy. Right. It but, goes like that. But right. do you have days where it's straight at all? I mean, I'm asking you. No. Do you? Oh, no. well, shoot. No. And I I, I have a, a to-do list that lists every single thing that needs to be done that day. And I, I get it done. One thing that I do, though, is after I write that list of what I need to do, I spend a few minutes visualizing in my own mind what that looks like at the end right but you also have a certain but you have a you have what i call a system you got a family right yes you got you got a you got a house yes you have shelter at least right yes, i have shelter right you, you're I getting see, paid right? right but shelter was an issue for me years and years ago because i oh. was homeless oh man Sorry. so so shelter having shelter became one of those things that I absolutely had to have. So everyone has those triggers. So that's one of the first things that I think about. I right. don't worry is shelter. So, right. But you see my point, that's right. The point right there, I don't yeah. worry. Right. You have this. Right. You have, you have the necessities. Yes. But I have some of the necessities. Like I got the food, I got a shelter, right. I got a bed. Right. Clearly, right. But as far as like living the American, happy, you know, American classic American life, where you get a job, you get paid, you got a family, you have your toys. I don't have that. Oh, uh, but you I, will. You just. I, but but I will. You but will. like you said, it's only that time in ten right. years. So you're asking where I want to be in ten years. Right. In ten years. That's where. Right, and you will get there. Um. One thing I think that we don't talk enough about uh, in America is you've got to 
once you have that in your mind that that's what you want and you got to see yourself having that, you you do get it. Now, does it look exactly like you you pictured it? Nah, it doesn't. It's probably, usually different. You're probably right. It probably doesn't. Yeah, it does. I mean, one of my friends right now, <laughs> gosh, I mean, half the time, it, it's funny. I mean, some of the, some of the friends I I have, I would have never dreamt of having. I mean, and just the type of people they are. Mm -hmm. Some of them, I'm not going to lie to you. They either A, are strange, or B, look strange. <laughs> but, and I'm not a guy who judges, so, but it's like, whatever. But I would never, ever in my head, dreamt of some, dreamt of having someone as a friend who was wheelchair bound. I wouldn't have dreamed that. Oh, I, but, but. Sometimes. If you had told me that, like when I was born, yeah, and I would have, and I would have, and you would have, I would have believed you. You would have widely mistaken. Okay. And I have friends who have experienced just a whole plethora of things. And as you get older, I have found that the more they've experienced, the more exciting our our relationship is. We have much more to talk about. Uh, they're not one dimensional. Uh, so you will get all of that. And as I said, it just may look a little different, but it'll be as much fun. And I love it though. I, will, yeah. I mean, even though they look strange or they act strange, I would not have it any other way. That's right. Right. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I prefer probably that to what I picture. Right. That's right. That's right. Cause that's, cause that's more fun than sometimes than what you picture too. Uh, is people need to be different and you, you constantly, I find I learn more when the people are different than, than I am. Uh, and, and they're fun. And some of my friends are just funnier. I'm not that funny. I tend to be kind of serious and even that gets on my nerves sometimes, but I, you will get all of that. You will get it all and you will really appreciate it, that it is different than you pictured. It, it, it is. It is very different what I yeah. Imagine, but I'm I'm fine with what I got. I'm not it's right. the guy who ditches people because you look different. I, I I don't plan to be that guy. I don't right. I don't want to be that guy, right? Or because you're extra goofier than the next person. <laughs> that's right. And everybody needs a goofy friend, though, and one that's got a great sense of humor. Everybody needs that friend. Yeah. Otherwise, 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 you just be serious. Poker face 24-7. 24-7, right. Or working 24 hours a day. As I say, my 30-hour work day, it's like you just you will just be working all the time. So yeah, you'll have a variety. You really do. You get a variety. And friends change too, as you change. And then that's fun too. At the time the change is coming, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be fun, but that's fun too. And that that's the scary part. That part's the part I hate. Losing people. I I've never been a guy who abandoned people. People have abandoned me before. But I hate when the abandonment comes because of life factors. If, if you abandon me because of you, that's a you problem. Whatever. Right. Right. But because of something else, nah. I don't I don't do that. I've never been that guy. I mean, I make sure there is still a chance that we can chat, whether that be via phone, via email. Via this, even mm -hmm. there's always a reason. 
where you can't use, oh, something's taking us away. It's not, it's not a legit excuse, in my opinion. That's right. And you are so right. Yes, you are. So when you're, so you keep in touch with your friends, then you do your podcast and you get all these wonderful awards. I am so proud. I says, oh my God, oh, this is really good. I've got, I don't have 15,000 downloads, but that's okay. It's like, it's not a contest. And then you're a motivational speaker too. So when you, when you're speaking motivationally, what types of topics do you share with the audience? What are your what's your favorite motivational topic? To well, first of all, you said fifteen thousand. You're right. I want the name a contest. In fact, <laughs> the cool part, the bet. No, I, this is my opinion. With every with the podcast community, okay, they want to help you get there. They want to so sixteen k downloads. Mm-hmm. There's probably someone out there who's more than me. They want to help me get to eighteen k, and they're very proud of me of getting a sixteen k. Yes, I am very proud. So that's what was your question again? I kind of got a little sidetracked. And so, and then you're a motivational speaker too. So, what are some of the top? What's your favorite topic to speak about when you're doing motivational? Speaking? Well, I like to well, I like to just share my story because it's not me giving you facts. It's me saying this is what I dealt with. This is what I became. I'm here to just tell you a story. Once upon a time. The end. Except it's not really the end. It's more of now my page is continuing, but I'm telling you the start because it wasn't a pretty start. It wasn't pretty getting jabbed in the back with pencils. But it is pretty that I can go to Orlando to speak about a podcast that helped me out. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the toughest challenges you've had the toughest challenges i've had in my life was dealing with the exclusion i mean like you said they're not talking because you you changed the topic seriously that's why you're not talking to me because you're changing the topic i mean in my brain excuse me those wings are kicking in um in all seriousness in my in my brain that doesn't make sense Right. I don't know why the heck would you do that. I mean, yeah. there are there there are, there are probably some legit reasons why you want to talk to someone, but that but because they changed the topic on you, no, that's ridiculous. So how to deal with that? That was not a pretty challenge at all, but I got over it clearly because I now got buddies. Um, I dealt with, I mean, not. Mm, and then certain challenges, I mean, the fact that I have anger issues and that in my brain, the way I have to do it is I bottle it up because of not, I will blow. And, I, and it's not a pretty sight to see me blow. It is not pretty at all. Like, it can be scary. I mean, I'm not trying to say it to scare people. You just want to know what challenge is. Right, right. There you go. And then, I mean, I hate the fact that I have to do this, but... I have very bad sensory issues, or as my dad called it the other day, heightened sensitivity. So this shirt that I'm wearing right now, mm-hmm. it can't get wet. It cannot get wet. Or I'm running in the house and changing it. So it's a challenge that I have to deal with, too, because it rains, unfortunately. And shirts get wet when it rains. And I have to go out in the rain. Now, do I go out in the rain? Yes. But it's uncomfortable. 
And I'm not saying that it has to be perfect, but I want it to be tolerable versus unmanageable. So that's that is there's those are the blah, blah, blah. that's a challenge for you that I deal with. Okay. And then trying what else to get for you. I always I was thinking about this long. Um the anxiety clearly, I mean, the anxiety at points can be crippling. I mean, it's led me to a point where I've had what I call bad mental health days. So the bad mental health days is where I just am angry at everybody because of either A, I'm scared I'm going to lose these people that I made, or I'm so mad at the people who have either A, manipulated me, or B, when I try to be their friend, gave me the kick me to the curb. Because as much as I hate to admit it, this is how much people have accepted me. This is how much people have manipulated me. Now, thankfully, though, the more people that are helping me out, it's slowly shifting. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're right here still. I'm hoping eventually I can get to a point where it's either here or here. And that's where you're going to be. You will have more people helping you than manipulating you. I hope that. I really do. We're going to see that for you in the future starting today. We're going to see that. I'm a big believer in what you see and believe is what occurs for you. So you're going to see that because you are so much fun and interesting to talk to. My God, it's like this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you having me on. It, it, it's been fun, too. I hope I, um, in, in your case, your show gave some, uh, what do you want to say, sips of inspiration. <laughs> so, yes, that's right. You did. You gave us some sips of inspiration. Uh, and as I always tell people, who watch my show or work with me is that we need to embrace our own power. And sometimes when people see us doing well and, and functioning with whatever our world is, they become afraid for themselves because they're not functioning as well as you think. They're just better at covering it up. That's all. So, so, uh, so just know that that you focus on is what you have and you will have all those good things that you, you want and you're doing great things. So you are helping people more than you know. And you know, people are never going to, most people aren't going to come in and say, Hey, Sam, you really helped me with that. That's oh God. Not- that's what one of my guests, that's what one of my guests said. It was funny. So apparently they had a memorial for him. Not a memorial, but it was like for Veterans Day because mm-hmm. it's in New York. And because of the 9-11, they're pretty big on that. Mm-hmm. So they had a picture of him, right? A picture of him. Now, this was when he was back in the war when he probably didn't help his country, but he was uh, he was recognized still. But then this lady who was, I think, Spanish or like had some Spanish or Mexican heritage. Mm-hmm. No noticed him and he said you know hey that's a good looking guy on the wall and of course he was playing around and she was like oh yeah wait a minute and then she realizes the guy on the wall is him he's like oh wait a minute you're the vertical momentum research podcast yeah i listen to you all the time yada 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 now that happened by accident but it always has to happen by accident right and some i know and the goal with the podcast it's still say the same 
if I can help one person, I can put a pin in it. That's right. One person, you put a pin in it. And you never know how many people the person that you helped is going to help too. Right. And, and, and it's the same. It's the same with this. I'm, right. If I have one download, I'm happy. Yes. Now, zero different story. But <laughs> one, I'm, I'm good. Am I happy that I have 17K? And do I want more? Of course. But that's a want. I need one. See, I like that perspective because I do get at least one for an episode. See, you just taught me something. It's like really cool. You're right. You just need one. You just need one. That's right. Well, we've come to the end of our time. So I wanted to thank you for being here. I'm going to wish you well and see you being very successful as you finish your broadcasting college here. I think that's fun. It's like broadcasting is exciting. I just, I'm so proud of you for doing that. So, uh, and I want to thank you for being here. As I always say is may this day offer you just what you need in each unfolding moment. Trust your greatness and embrace your power. Be inspired until further notice. I want you to celebrate everything. Do not go gently into that good night. Find a heal worth dying for and take it and be the person that you're waiting for. Make today so awesome that yesterday gets jealous and above all else, do it your way. I'm Stephanie Wilson Coleman, the empowerment doctor, and it has been a blast. And as I always say, I can accomplish anything with the right pair of shoes. So good night. Thank you, Sam, for joining me. We're going to sign off now. And I'll make sure that you have a copy of everything. Bye now. Too short to drink cheap champagne.